Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are The Blended Life and we're coming to you live tonight. I know this was a little uh, last minute liveness, but uh, we felt like we owed it to you guys because we missed a day. So, Yeah, hey guys. So tonight we have some hot topics surrounding blocked communication. Mm. So when kids are not allowed to talk about what goes on in one house when they go back to the other and not allowed to even talk about the parent in the other house at all. Right. Blocking that communication. We're also going to dive into when your spouse listens to their ex more than they listen to you and that blocked communication there. And then we're going to talk about COVID and parties and being blocked in co-parenting communication. I thought thought that stuff was over. But being blocked in your co-parenting communication over fundamental issues such as having parties during... I guess COVID times are still here forever. So we'll talk about that. All right. Well, where do you want to get into? Well, I want to get into, and I think that this is something that I really can speak to as a child of divorce and being a stepkid who was really, I had a muzzle on me as a kid going back and forth between homes. My bio dad and stepmom were adamant about, me not communicating anything that went on in that household or about the families that I was surrounded with down there, my step family and even my dad, like I wasn't allowed to talk about anything. Right. And they didn't want to hear about my mom either. So, yeah, so it, so it was like a ways. non-existent thing when you were there. It was like, I was in their bubble talk. and that yeah. was it. Like, we don't want to know about your mom. We don't want to know about your life. With your mom, and my mom had like 80% custody, so right. my life was basically there. Right. I mean, I don't know the, so I don't were, know the breakdown. Were you, were you forced to like live a different life within it? Like you didn't exist before you lived here? How'd that work out? That's kind of a weird place yeah. to be. Well, I mean, I've, I've kind of spoken about right. this before. Like I was forced to call my stepmom mom, mm-hmm. which is why I am... When you hear my story, it's no surprise right. why I think the way I did. I, I I do about some things now that I am a mom and stepmom because I was a child of divorce. Right. I was a stepchild. I did get pulled between two homes and have to deal with a lot of weirdness. Um, but yeah, it was like when I was with my dad, I was part of that family and it was very present. We yeah. didn't talk about past or future we only lived in the moment as <laughs> living, I existed well, in, living that in the moment, now in that time. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Okay. So when this when this person wrote in, I was like, we have to talk about this right. because it is such a hard thing. I know it's really hard for parents, but it is excruciating to children because it teaches kids to live not authentically, and it teaches them to hide in the shadows and to manipulate situations and not speak the truth um, and not be honest, right? Having kids, like muzzling kids about certain things really teaches them to be disingenuous and to hide things. And 
I'm sure in some situations this makes sense, and in some cases there's real good reason not to share or to tell your kids, hey, can you keep this between, you know, us? But generally, I think this is a huge disservice to children. It makes children feel very insecure, makes children feel ashamed on some level about loving the other parent or thinking well of the other parent. Um, and it's confusing and it's, it's a mind fuck. It seems like you, yeah, that kids, that's where they learn to walk on eggshells, you know, and growing yeah. up in this product of divorce, you know, it, it, what a bummer because kids should be free to express themselves to a, to an extent in a household and be the most comfortable in their own household but when they're jumping between the two houses and yeah. it just, it seems like that's where kids clam up and all of a sudden now the kids can't be who they want to be, you know, even, you know, further on in life because they want to please everyone, you know, what career path am I on? What sports am I playing? You know, what, it, there's just so many little things that they're not going to please both households. That's right. So, um, we're really teaching them to just kind of clam up and obey and just walk that straight line. And some can't handle that. And that's where kids, you know, jump ship and they completely start acting out, you know, or some just stay that straight line and they just never become who, who they, they're meant to their, be. Their full potential. Yeah. You know, and it just seems like I'm only, this is only hearsay for me. You know, you are actually, a product of a blended family your entire life where um, I'm only experiencing it as an adult. So you, you've got such a different dynamic on it. Like what a, yeah, what I don't know. That's just such a bummer to me. Yeah. And I, I think the blessing for my children is that they have a mom who was also raised in a step family right. split household confusing situation because I it get, it allows me to be empathetic mm-hmm. and it allows me to parent with more knowledge I think under my belt through experience that a lot of people don't have and so I know well anyway let's read the question okay before like, we read before the question I want to say hi to grandma grandma is watching tonight oh She's in town right hi, now, grandma. so she's with my mom, and she's watching and listening. So, hi, Grandma. Love you. Love you. Thanks for watching us. Um, okay, so I'm going to read what this person wrote in, mm-hmm. and then we can discuss it further. Okay. So, this is a stepmom, actually, who wrote in, and she says, my stepsons, ages six and eight, so they're pretty little still. Right have been told they are not allowed to talk about anything that goes on at mom's or anything anyone says at mom's. It's creating discomfort in the kids and ultimately lying. We have always highly stressed our values of honesty and telling the truth. Do you punish this? How do you even address it? Basically, it's to the point you can tell when they are lying because they get uncomfortable They shut down and say things that don't make sense. Mm. We're not prying for personal info on the other house. This is basic information about their lives. They feel like they can't even share. Mom has diagnosed bipolar disorder, and we parallel parent with minimal contact. I'm just sickened by the fact that they are being conditioned to lie to us and it's making their experience at our house uncomfortable for them. Ultimately, that's what mom wants. Thanks for any advice. Gosh, what a bummer. Like, why do you want your kids to have a terrible experience at the other house, right? Well, uh, yeah. So I many- mean, I could answer that if you want. <laughs> Let's answer it. I would love to hear. Um, insecure parents mm-hmm. want their children to want them more. And so we'll create whatever havoc they can in the other house for the kids so that the, the kids ultimately choose them. Does that right. make sense? Right. It's like I have this need to, to be the, the star parent. I need to be loved. I need to be seen. So I want to create havoc in the other household, however that looks, to disrupt that over there so that their bonds and connections maybe aren't as strong because I don't want – 
my kids to connect with their step-parents. That's really threatening to me. I hate dad, so... I want them to hate dad so that they're, we all have that in common yeah, type now, of a is thing. It, is that, what would you consider that? Is that like brainwashing? Is that manipulation? I mean, I feel like there's so many words that could be, or is it all of the above? I mean, what I a. I think, I, I, I mean, ultimately it's manipulating the kids. Right. But the, the sad thing is people who do this are all about themselves. Right. The kids aren't even in the equation. Like the kids yeah, are, the kids, the kids are, the kids are a getting, means to get what they want. Yeah, the kids are the ones getting yep. the short end of the stick in this yep. entire situation. Yep. And what really bums me out is that these kids are learning this new form of manipulation uh, to play sides. And at the end of the day, the kids are, uh, in my opinion, are going to see above this, see beyond this and eventually mm-hmm. see the lights like, wait a second, you know, this isn't the way that this actually, this whole thing was framed one way, mm-hmm. but this isn't the way it is. Usually, you know, this, this isn't going to start happening until the kids are in their, you know, late twenties probably. I'm like, this, the bummer part is it takes 30 years. That's it. That's <laughs> so it. It's you, a, it's a, you gotta be patient for right. the reward on your return for, Step parenting sometimes or even parenting. What a bummer. Yeah. Okay. So she has a couple of things. So obviously if mom is dealing, I want to point out if bio mom is dealing with mental health issues, I can appreciate her not wanting that just that talked about in the other house. That's, that's privacy. And that is, that is sensitive I would be sensitive to that. I, I don't want my pap smear results necessarily <laughs> talked about in the other what, house. What you want? Do you know what I mean? You don't, you mean you don't send a copy home to post on the fridge? Yeah. <laughs> like how did your breast exam go? Mom's breast exam went really good. The doctor pinched a little too hard at some uh. point. Like, come on. There's some things that, you know, I think medical stuff about the other parent is right. kind of like. sacred unless it affects the kids but even say there was a cancer diagnosis i think that the parent should reveal that not kids shouldn't have to no it should be yeah it's a more sensitive subject and there should be i mean have some compassion so mental health i mean when they put that in there that's kind of like why mom could be paranoid that she doesn't want things said because it can be taken out of context or so here's the deal I think that when when somebody's triggered so this bio mom is triggered right she's dealing with mental health issues off the bat you know that her her life being divulged is triggering to her and so I think instead of being judgmental about that or anything else it needs to be met with compassion and curiosity and so I would understand, I, I, you may not agree with it and you may not hold the same set of rules for your, for the kids at your house. Like you don't care if you're talked about, we do nothing to hide, Right. you know, there's nothing to hide in our house. Well, that's awesome, but everyone has their own life and their own experiences. And I think on some level, if we met each other with a little bit more compassion mm-hmm and curiosity that we would get a lot farther than oh, to meet sure. everyone just for with sure. judgment and assumption and accusation. Um, that's going to put bio moms back up against a wall. Have, however, here's the deal. If you know that bio mom is not, you can't change what bio mom is going to say to these kids, right? If she's going to be like, Hey, you're not going to talk about anything that goes on in this house or anything that is said in that other house. You have no control over that. So it's kind of like, let that go. Be a safe place for these children. And I'm curious, like, if they don't want to talk about what goes on over there because they're going to get punished or, like, maybe don't put them in a position to lie and then they won't get in trouble. Also, if, I mean, you can't fault kids for wanting to protect their parents, you and also so, can't fault kids for wanting to talk about their parents, talk about the other household. Yeah. This is half of their but lives. But that's not and, this situation. No, right, right, okay. right. Um, but 
I feel yeah. like kids are muzzled quite a bit, but also kids want to talk. They do. You Some know, you have to you have to think back to when when I was a kid. You know, what did I want to do? You yeah. know, I I was proud of my parents. I was proud of both my mom and my what dad. What happened? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Where's the? I don't remember which one's my crickets button. Is it? <laughs> They are. I'm like, maybe we send this podcast to your dad. Oh my gosh. We love you guys. We love you guys. I do for sure. <laughs> no question. We have fun. Anyways. Fun. Is that what you call it? Yes. We have fun. Hey, if you guys are watching right now live with us on like your phone or your iOS app, they don't make it easy on YouTube. But if actually you look down below, well, there's that thumbs up button. You can hit the thumbs up button and then you skip over the thumbs down. There's a little icon that says live chat. If you click on that, you can actually type with us. So if you guys have any questions while we're um, in the middle of this, feel free to click on live chat, type into us. I'm going to write, hello, everyone. There we go. And you guys can type back to us. So I'm just letting everyone know how to do it because yeah. YouTube doesn't make it easy. I think so going back to your point about kids wanting to talk about parents and I get that you may not want to hear about the other house. Right. Like I, I think this cuts both ways, but here's the deal. When it comes to the kids, you always have to love them more than you hate the other parent. That's such And that's how thing. you have to lead. So even if you could give two shits about the other parent, right? That's important to them. So maybe you have to sit there and swallow sand and just listen and be happy for them. You know, be happy that they have a parent who loves them and is involved with them. Like, you need to reframe things in your own brain so that you can have the mental capacity to be in a blended family, right? And be a step-parent or a co-parent or a bio-parent. Um, and, and also, so, but kids who feel like they can't talk, that's really, really hard. And so what I would offer up if you have children who are muzzled by the other house, I would acknowledge it and say, hey, I know that you're not supposed to talk about anything. I want you to know that you, this is a safe space and you will not get in trouble and it will not cause problems. But you have to, I mean, if you're going to make this promise, you have to live up to it, right? You can't say this and then break trust with your children. So if you really feel like your house can be a safe place and you're not going to use the information they share to retaliate or use against the other house later on or cause problems on social media, then I think that just telling kids that and telling them they aren't going to get in trouble is a really, really important thing. And I think acknowledging and bringing awareness to the reality of the situation makes kids feel a little safer that you're acknowledging this, that you see them, that you hear and empathize, right? Also, that must be really hard to feel like you can't talk about things. And I don't want that for you. And I'm really, really sorry. And let us know how we can help you through that. Have these conversations with kids. Acknowledge what's the reality. Empathize that it might be really hard. And then say, hey, we're here when you're ready and what you need. And maybe you do back off all the questions. Even if you're not digging for information, maybe you just focus on what is going on in your own house and not putting them in a situation where they have to lie. Because unfortunately, or that, or that I think feel, they will. Yeah, or that they feel in a corner um, like they don't have to lie, but they're not supposed to talk about something, it's you know, I, yeah, I feel like that happens, yeah, uh, quite a bit with kids, you know, yeah. but just being able to create an environment, you know, and something I always talk about, um, for marriage is communication, communication, communication. You guys have heard me talk about it a thousand Do times you now. Yeah. But why you say it like that? I feel like communication is such a, a thing that, we talk about for kids, you know, for us, but I feel like that is something that is so important for um, parents and their children too. Yes. Is communicate because if you don't give your kids an avenue to talk and be open and come to you, you know, they don't feel like you're a safe space. Then you're never going to be the safe space. No, you know, and same thing with um, with our stepchildren. You know, if we can't stop talk to our stepchildren and they can't come to us, mm -hmm. they're never going to. The nope. for, the longer it goes, the more distance that's going to get put there. Yep. 
So creating a line of communication with your children, with your biological children, with your stepchildren, and with your spouse is always such an important thing. I feel like we're always talking about communication. So. Yeah, and authentic communication, not bullshit, not wow. false promises, not, you know, you're altering reality to make someone look better or someone more no, comfortable, no, no. especially little kids. Little kids are all about honesty. Like, I, I told this story the other day, um, I think with your family. Like, kids are so honest. So my example of this is I had my toddler daughter on my hip checking out at the grocery store and I've got her on my hip I'm trying to pay so my my hands are occupied and she looks she lifts up my shirt and starts like grabbing my belly fat like in handfuls and she's like mama fat mama fat and I'm sitting there in front of like People are behind me, and you could picture her doing this. And she thought this was how old this, is she? This was like last week, two or three. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> last week, yesterday, right before we came on air. Right. Um, but kids are just so honest, and she wasn't trying to hurt my feelings. Not at she all. actually loved my butt. You know what I mean? Yeah. It came. <laughs> there was more of you to love. There back was then. more <laughs> of me to love. So, the moral of the story is, kids are honest like that is how they come out just super they they, they don't they people don't get rich off kids being honest there is literally tv shows because <laughs> kids are so hilariously yeah. honest so go to their level right they don't they're taught to manipulate on some level but you know be honest and so because she had this this stepmom had asked how do you address this honestly and with compassion and curiosity you're not being a bitch about it. You're not accusing the mom of being a horrible mother. You're just acknowledging that you know the situation exists and how hard that must be and that you want to know you want them to know that it's safe here and that and then you can if you want to address the lying, then piggyback with, you know, lying in our house is going to get you in trouble. And we don't want that for you. So we're going to try not to ask questions we know you're going to lie about. And you guys are going to try not to lie to us. So instead of saying a lie, maybe you could say, I don't want to talk about that. Or I'm not allowed I'm not, to talk yes, about I'm that. I'm not able to talk about that. I'm not that able or, to talk mm-hmm. about that. So you also, the thing with kids, and this is something I learned from my kids being in a preschool a long time ago, obviously, was you have to script life for kids. They don't come knowing all. So when kids get lost, they default to the most basic things. Well, lying is a basic thing. So you need to give kids an alternate script so they don't have to lie. So you tell your kids, don't lie to me, just tell me you can't talk about it or you're uncomfortable talking about it or you're going to get in trouble talking about it. Instead of saying a lie, because a lie will get you in trouble in this household. So I think that's a really good way. Lion is king of the jungle, <laughs> but gets you in trouble in this household. Well, I mean, if you want to address the lying thing, but I think it's also like you need to be more conscientious of what you're asking and with the reasoning. Like, does it matter what they had, what mom made for, I don't know. I don't know what matters or not. Not much matters. There's not much interest we have except if the kids are acting out or something but yeah if there's something going on but the minute you can get rid of you Mm -hmm. can let go of caring about the other family and what mom had for breakfast or what she did for lunch or where she went after work or any of that stuff you can cut out all of the the nosiness, the drama. Like, stop asking about mom. All that's all it. Together. Once you stop caring about that yeah. stuff, it becomes so yeah. freeing. You know, you make it about the kids. Yeah. What did you they start, like? Yeah. You start in. What did they you do? You start introducing a little bit of that compassion we talked about, and all of a sudden, you start co-parenting, and that's where that all kicks in. It's once you let go of the the little tit for tats and just yeah. the the garbage stuff. Yeah. It just becomes. So much lighter and so much easier to deal with. So Yeah, and the kids become lighter and easier to deal with yeah. when you can bring down the walls from the co-parent. And a lot of that is done through how things are going with the kids. So that is, I think we've beat this dead horse. I love beating dead horses. Okay. 
Um, the next thing is kind of interesting, and I'm so I'm I'm really specifically cannot wait to hear what you have to say about this. Oh, great! So because <laughs> your quotes like pay me 150 dollars, I'll tell you the same thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, explain that to people. I'll I'll tell her a hundred thing, a hundred times something, 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 something. You know, advice that she wants to hear, needs to hear, whatever. And then she never takes it until she goes to her therapist. That's and not even then true. Your mate, she's like, like I, hey, I feel like that's we not had this true. great okay. idea at therapy today, which you don't go to anymore. You, yeah, this for is years. Your online therapy for like three years now. You should get a life coach. Yes. Oh wait, you are a life coach. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, so this this writer inner is from the UK. So uh-huh. shout out to all our UK. Peeps. We have a lot of international people. I mean, not to play down them but we have a lot of you guys listening and watching from around the world and that is so neat yeah right so, in if you're um on, on you this from? video right where you're from yeah i don't um, care even if it's the united states like type below and we might be neighbors who knows tell us where you're from yep. yeah that's that's pretty awesome okay so this is a stepmom who wrote in and she has an eight-year-old stepdaughter And she has two bio sons. Okay. And a partner. So there's an issue affecting our family, which I don't, (laughs) I don't quite seem able to get past. And it is the level and the level of control and influence my partner's ex still seems to have over him. He rarely says no to any of her demands and allows her to pick and choose things like holidays without making an issue of it. If they clash with plans I might have wanted to make for us. Anyhow, that isn't the issue that's upsetting me at the moment. But I would like to pause for a second and validate that that would be difficult. For sure. That you're trying to make plans and you can't. This is a very, this is, I, I just want her to feel heard right now because this is a very typical blended family issue that happens where you feel like you can't plan your life because co-parenting is always getting in the way. It's always a problem. It's always a problem. So this is not unique to you guys. Like just understand that this is something that it just takes time of being a couple and figuring it out and and but you know what I going anyway if other people aren't right. This might actually be what this father is trying to do though. He's trying to make things easy so they flow easy, but not realizing, because I do the same thing, not realizing that it's complicating his own home front. It's complicating his own family by just being so easygoing. And I've tried, I've tried that. And I, and I know, yeah, it's just funny because this is Mr. Easygoing and this is Miss Virgo planner. Right. My love language is like planning and having a plan and feeling like effort and plan was thought was put into things. And you're like, fly by the seat of my pants, whatever. Yeah. And I just, so that's personality clash with us. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. Okay. Put simply, I'm going back to the the letter here. Put simply, there have been issues surrounding my stepdaughter's bedtime routine or lack of and sleep, again lack of, from day one of us living together. Whatever I suggest, I... Whatever whatever I suggest measures that I know from my own experience of parenting and will help the situation... I met with resistance, excuses, defensive answers, and avoidance of action. Beautifully put. Um, I'm like, check, 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 check. Says the, the perfect one. I'm not perfect. Just close. Just kidding. The lack of control drove me crazy, and the disruption to the household was extremely stressful. However, I kept chipping away with my suggestions and gradually changes were made that improved the situation somewhat. It is apparent and obvious to me, however, that my stepdaughter still does not sleep. I can hear her playing with her toys in her bedroom. The lights are on and I believe she's allowed too much time on the iPad before bed and is overstimulated. I also feel her bedtime should be a little earlier. I have raised these points again and again and pointed out that she isn't sleeping, 
but they get brushed away, making me feel frustrated, not listened to, not respected, and like an outsider in my own home. The outsider in your own home, again, another really common thing that all of us blended family adults feel, and kids too. I think that that is something that across the board is an issue that is really hard to deal with. So, um, but moving on. So many of us deal with that, even yeah. in our own household. Oh, we all know, feel like that at some point. We're the kids, trying, yeah, you we're and trying me. to be on top of this and yeah. make this better and be better. And it's something that we struggle with, you know, as blended family humans. She says, yesterday, my partner returned from collecting his daughter from his ex and declared, (laughs) declared that he needed to discuss something with me. That was his first mistake. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) Like I'm watching this as a wife, like giggling. Okay. He told me. His ex, again, okay, he told me his ex was concerned that their daughter isn't sleeping at her house and that she's trying to solve the problem. He then says that he thinks we should try some things (laughs) to try to make it so she sleeps better at our house, such as an earlier bedtime, turning lights off, putting toys away, etc., I am deeply, I'm sorry, I'm laughing, but this is like, I also, I'm deeply hurt that I have been saying all these things and making all the same observations and suggestions for months and months without him taking any action. But the minute his ex says there's an issue, he jumps to it and immediately wants to start making changes. Am I being unreasonable to feel so upset about it? I have never put him in a position where he feels like he's second best or second choice, but this is a feeling I have had often and in multiple situations, all of which I won't bore you with now. Thank you for reading. Thank you for your wonderful, honest podcast and keep up the good work. (laughs) Wonderful, honest. That's, I mean. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Um, (laughs) So I'm just super curious what you, I mean, as the husband. Okay, so <laughs> there's a lot. Here, here's here's the short answer. Oh, let him be right. Let him let this be his idea. Let the, let him and ex wife come up with a plan because now he may not have heard you the first time, or the second, or third, or the tenth time, but now he is going to start implementing something that that. Uh, it crosses the bridge here. This this is going to be the they're they're going to build the bridge that basically gets them to gets you guys to the other side for your concern. And this is one of those things that you know you and I have had these conversations. It's like you never hear, never hear, never hear, and then all of a sudden, like this epiphany happens. See, my I brought up yes, this example. Yeah, and I joke about it sometimes, but it's gotten to the point to where I just let it be your idea, and you win. And you are a hero. And look Thanks. at how you have just come up with this. And you have so many good ideas that you have come up with. And my suggestion is just go with it. Now they're on that path that you wanted him to be on. And they are acknowledging that. Um, and how old did you say she was? She was eight. like, she's eight. That's still super young. My kid could stay up till the sun came up. Until he was about 12, 13, no, about 13, 13 and a half. Now that he's 14, boom, he's going to bed earlier. He's sleeping 15 to 17 hour days, you know. So this is something that you can get them into a better routine and they, it'll become easier. But right now, the kids just don't require as much sleep as when they become teenagers and then they require all to sleep. I actually really love your perspective because what I love about it is that you have an ultimate goal here, right? Which it's about the kids. It's not about, about. and this is really hard. It's something you always have to, what's in the best interest of the children. And so if the issue is going to get addressed finally, 
and it's going to get fixed. Ultimately, ultimately, that is what matters. Right. And that's within the best interest of this child. You all go to bed, I'm sure, and have like sleep. So your sleep schedules aren't off, although it might affect your sleep schedules. But the point is, it's not your sleep that we're talking about. It's your stepdaughter's sleep that we're talking about and her well-being. And if it is disruptive to your marriage or your sleep schedule, then getting this fixed is even more important. So the bigger picture always, this is great advice for blended families. If you're co-parenting, step-parenting, bio-parenting, that the bigger picture, keep your eyes on the prize and try not to get, yes, it's annoying. Like, let me also validate your annoyance. It's annoying. And if the, here's so, so at least the sleep issues getting fixed, but I want to know as a, like, in specifically spouse and ex and step parent mm-hmm. like this triangle right that that's that's being shown in this example mm-hmm. if this is a common issue in their relationship not just this specific one yeah not this but if this is a pattern of him dismissing her concerns mm-hmm. and dismissing overlooking her advice yeah and ultimately sidestepping her for the ex yeah i don't know if that's a healthy pattern no it's not a healthy pattern but something that she can do that if this is something that is very common is let him know like, hey, I have made some suggestions towards this. I have noticed this. I'm glad you're you're seeing this. Don't come at, you know, a place of, you know, resentment or um I think something that gets in the that gets in the way here, um, that causes her to feel like this, um, which is usually something that happens, I feel like, to more men is it's a pride thing, you know, and it's like, man, I've been telling you and telling you and you don't hear me. And you don't listen, you know, and it hurts my feelings. But all of a sudden, our pride gets in the way, and it ma- and it makes it about us, you know. And that's that's something that I've had to deal with and be like, it's not about me. It's like it's it's about this kid. It's about getting help for this kid and um, coming up with a better plan for the kid. Like you said, keep your eye on the prize. But what we need to do is put our pride behind us and forget about it like yeah you may have not have heard me for the last year or two but now you're seeing an issue you know and uh this isn't something that just happens in blended families or i mean i'm sure everyone here has dealt with this in a workplace or you know outside of the home at some point in time and you're like man i have been talking about this forever i mean i feel like this type of stuff happens in politics all the time someone's talking about something for so long and then all of a sudden Someone comes up with this great idea, but it's something that someone's been talking about for so long. Yeah, And you know what's really interesting? What gets lost in stuff like this is gratitude. Right. Like, take a moment and just be grateful that finally something's going to be done. The light has been Like, I think that there needs to be a pause and a moment of gratitude. And that releases a lot of that anger and a lot of that frustration because when you are grateful, you can't be angry. Right. Like the two don't coexist. So if you're filling your heart up with gratitude and making that conscious effort to change your mindset and embrace, you know, I'm so grateful about this, then it, ch- it shifts how you show up and also changes your heart towards the situation. And like Eric said earlier, I think that. If you haven't addressed this with your partner, if this is like a a pattern in your relationship that makes you uncomfortable, because there will come a time where you're going to have to either accept that this is the pattern and this is what is, right? Like this is just how it is and I'm just going to be cool with it because Mm -hmm. is, are you going to spend a lifetime upset over this? If this is a pattern and it's not going to change, you know, then you have a choice to make. Accept it or I'm just going to live miserably or is it a deal breaker because I don't want to live like this forever. But I think that comes obviously after communication where you've sat him down, like Eric said, communication's everything and said, I notice this, like approach it like I notice this pattern in our relationship. And maybe you open with how grateful you are. 
I am so grateful that you and your ex have a great relationship because having a toxic bad one would, I promise you, be a lot harder. Just make everything worse, yep. So maybe you start out with you're grateful that they have a good co-parenting relationship. You recognize how great it is for the kids involved and that how how nice it is even for your husband not to have a really bad co-parenting relationship. That's better for his mental health and he probably shows up a lot nicer in your family when he's not always angry at his ex. Okay, so maybe you start off with gratitude and then you say, but I do notice this pattern that makes me feel uncomfortable and uneasy in our relationship. And so can I just address this concern with you and share with you my heart about this? He'll say yes, or maybe if it's not a good time, you pick a better time to talk about it. And then you let him know, like, this pattern is just hurtful that you feel unseen, you feel unheard, you feel sidestepped, and you feel overlooked. And it makes you feel insecure about your relationship because you're always choosing what it seems her over me. So I think you have to lay your heart out there in a non-accusatory way. I'm spitting and talking at the same time. Blowing bubbles. And blowing bubbles. (laughs) Party tricks, guys. Um. But I think that when you when you are vulnerable and you share your heart, it needs to come off like you're not accusing or attacking. Otherwise, you're going to get a defensive, argumentative response, right? So it needs to come from a place of just pure vulnerability. And, um, and then let him sit with that and let him share his heart with you. Maybe you have it wrong. Maybe he didn't realize that was the pattern. Maybe he's like, wow, I really need to think about it. And something I've learned with this one sitting across from me is that he might be defensive at first. Like he might be like, no, that's not the way it is, right? Like, but he sits back and thinks about it. Like if the initial reaction doesn't necessarily Sink mean in. that <laughs> the end result is different right. than the initial reaction right. because sometimes the shit's hard to hear. So appreciate that. And so sometimes you have to sit with it and then you're kind of like, oh, right? Right. I've seen that with you where it's like I can't go off your initial reaction or it'd be a disaster. I have to to work it out in my compartment. And sometimes he thinks that I'm right and sometimes he doesn't and that's fine. But at least it's out there and at least we can move forward either way. Well, it's been talked about. We've communicated about it. You know, it's not something that you're sweeping under the rug or I'm sweeping under the rug. And it's not building up and going to pop out next time and cause bigger issues. Like babies. Like babies. (laughs) Hi, Ashley. <laughs> we have Ashley from Sturges. Do you know where SD is? I'm just, you're very, very geo. South Dakota? There we go. Sturges. So there's a big bike rally that goes there. Are you a, are you a rider? You or your husband or kids? Are you guys riders? So there's a huge, huge Sturges is like a thing. Yeah, so I've heard of it. I'm sure you is have. Is it happening right now? It is not. It is not too hot? Too I don't, I don't what? know. What's I don't know. I don't know the climate there right now. The, right. the weather situation. I want to go to Montana. Anybody Montana's in Montana, beautiful. let Montana's me know. Real beautiful. I want to go there. I want to visit. Aunt, my aunt used to live in Montana. Well, that's not helpful now, is it? Nope. She lives in Arizona now. Yep. Vicki. Yep. Hi, Aunt Vicki, if you Hi. ever hear <laughs> this. Um, okay, last topic of the evening. Um, this is going to deal with block communication when it comes to co-parenting. So someone wrote in today actually and said, hey guys, I have a topic. (laughs) What do you guys think of one parent being too loose about COVID? They threw a party with unvaccinated and unmasked people for a six-year-old. Can anything legally been done? Can anything legally be done? I'm vaccinated. He isn't. It's been frustrating during this COVID time. And she also wrote back and said like someone that, so the, the person who had this party unmasked and with not vaccinated people Mm -hmm. has had like family member die of COVID. So she has a heightened anxiety about this situation because she's already like one of their family members. And if I have this wrong, I apologize, but has like passed away from it. 
So she's just endless. And there's like, it's the country's very divided over this, right? Like, very, yeah. but I think the, the issue I want to talk about isn't necessarily vaccines and we're not going to get divisive yeah. about yeah. that. Um, but co-parenting, like when you fundamentally mm-hmm. disagree about, this is a big issue, right? a health issue. Right. What are your thoughts about that? And every state is going to handle this differently legally, P.S. So this is like a state-by-state situation, right. I would say. And family law court, I haven't seen anything yet about COVID and that. So if you guys, our listeners, have any information about this topic, if you email us at theblendedlife at yahoo.com or write under any, email us or write in, um, on any of the social media ways or on our YouTube channel, let us know what you know about this topic. Cause I don't know about this topic. We haven't faced it in our own blended families yet. So, but what do you think about when, when co-parents fundamentally disagree or what should she do? How should she handle this? Well, the, the bummer part is, as far as I know, there's not much you can do about it as long as it's not, um, you know, a law or a regulation, a state or a county regulation, there's not much you can do, which is so frustrating because this is the hard part of being in a blended family sometimes. And usually it's why we got there is our, our beliefs or our, um, values, values. That's the word I was looking for. I'm really bad at words tonight. I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm really dragging. Um, but our values just don't align And um, that's very, very hard when you're trying to raise a kid with the same values as you and the household has different values because now they are, your kids are getting pulled in those two directions and it makes it very, very hard. Um, You know, the best thing that you can do, I mean, in a situation like this, going to the COVID thing, there's not much you can do. Um, I mean, even during, you know, March, April, May of 2020, when it was like the thick of things and people were scared at the at their maximum level, I don't think that there was a lot that you could do other than the time of call some type of authorities and people would go there and break up. But even after the fact that if you showed pictures of your governor eating at a restaurant with 12 other people completely unmasked, there was literally nothing you could do, right? I mean, it was just... It, it is what it is. Yeah, I and mean, it's because also it was interesting in California. I don't know about your state, wherever you guys are from, but in California, a lot of counties, the police weren't going to enforce it. So we had all these, in California, I can think of th- three counties right. off the top of my head, and probably more if I thought about it. But the police, the sheriff, were publicly denouncing that these um rules and laws that were going into effect that they weren't going to enforce it. So please don't call us with your COVID tattletailing about parties. We're not enforcing it. Yeah. And the, also, but the reason why that was happening is because we are left to our own, um, you know, again, I'm well, not they didn't have the, I think that police didn't have the manpower to, deal with all no, of the I, I don't even think neighborhood that, watching going on. I don't even on, think that's what it all came down to. I think at the end of the freedom? day, people just, yeah, it was just like you are free to choose America. what's safe to you and what's not safe to you. Yeah. You mask up if you want, but, you, but we're not going to police you if you don't. If you feel that you're vaccinated and you're safe, and she said, this lady said that she was vaccinated, she right? She is. Her, her ex is not. Okay, so so that at the end of the day, I'm like, Rest assured that at least if something goes on at the other household, someone gets sick, at least you're vaccinated. At least you should be comfortable enough to be like, well, you know what? Everyone around me gets sick. I'm vaccinated. Yeah. I'm not going to get sick. And I'm curious about children. See, here's the thing. Also, this isn't when to- you when I know that kids, the kids. There are kids who have died from it, so I don't want people writing in angry, but chances are higher that kids will survive COVID than any other age, you know, right? Like, right. 
Okay, so putting that out there, but here's the thing. When co-parents fundamentally disagree over vaccinations, that's a hard one. Right. So I would go back in your custody agreement, and I mean, for, for example, my custody agreement says that we both have to agree on piercings, drastic hair changes, um, medical procedures that we both have to agree. So I can't just go dye my daughter's ha- hair red and shave it to a spiky length on top of it without her dad's approval. Um, that is what we put, you know, appearance, altering appearance right. in a drastic way, right? We but medical procedures would also, fall under that. Yeah. yeah, I would assume that medical procedures fall under that. So, like, I wouldn't be able... I don't. You couldn't uh, go get your kids vaccinated without, without pre-approval like, from. I, but right. Right. Suppose I mean, so I would go. I mean, legally, what can be done? I would go back to your custody agreement, see what's in there, see what's not in there. If it is a big enough deal to you, buy an hour time with a family law attorney and ask all your questions. Buy an hour. Have a list of questions. Go in and see what can be done. See if it's worth going to court over. If a judge would even rule in your favor. Again, this is different state to state and very subjective even within counties in a state and the judges that sit on the bench in a state. So I think there's a lot of research to do. I think also something to keep in perspective, right? If something that I know, so your ex-husband or ex that you, you know, the bio dad, hopefully has your child's best interest at heart. And on some level, you have to trust that. You can't control what goes on. I don't think, from what I know, there's anything really legally you can do in this situation other than just pray over your children and trust that dad has best interest at heart. Interest at heart. Um, and again, communication. If you're really scared and really concerned, I'm sure you've already tried to reach out and have this conversation, but I would put it in writing. I would write an email so that it's in writing and say all of your points, why this makes you feel uncomfortable and fearful for your child and your thoughts about it and see what happens. He might be like, oh, I didn't realize that and or not, but at least you know where you stand. Um, but I would love people to write in on this topic. On our Instagram story, I'm going to post um, a question. You guys can answer this question about how you guys have handled COVID in differences, co-parenting situation. Um, also. Yeah. So you go look at our Instagram and you can answer. Talk about the way. ultimate divide, right? Like that, if, if you're divided on that, like the ultimate divide. That's hard. But like That's I said, hard. rest assured that at least you and your family are safe. I think she said her husband, you know, was also, and that should be, yeah. that should be good, you know? Yeah. So, all right. Well, well, thanks guys for joining us tonight. Ooh, we're coming in today, hot. This morning, whatever it <laughs> whenever is. Whenever you're listening to us, you guys. We're done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, we kind of sprung a, 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 a live leak? one on you uh. at last minute, but I have to figure it'd be fun. It's the first time we've ever done live in the studio, so... Thank you Yay. guys for listening, watching, leaving those thumbs up, those subscriptions, the reviews. Don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube. So when we do spring a live one on you, um, you guys get notified right away and you can come on, watch and be a part of it. Yep. And we'll answer your questions. And we just appreciate you guys being here. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.